Thank you. Good morning. Yeah, as uh, a brother was saying about what happened to him, you know, I've always uh, realized when I started, got involved in the ministry that I'm in now, that, that prepare is better than repair. And a fence at the top of the cliff is better than an ambulance service at the bottom. And, you know, one of the problems here we, is like the prodigal son is a great thing of a repair ministry, but if we can prepare our children, they'll never go off. And think of the money you would save. You know, having to go down to juvenile detention centers and halfway houses and teenage pregnancy centers and all that kind of thing. And, um, you know, there's, there is a, a man who's quite well known. I, I haven't seen him for years. I've been in conferences with him called Bill Wilson, who has a, a big ministry in the Bronx, or did have, Sidewalk Sunday School, where he would bring all these kids out of the crack houses and out of the really bad place and try to work with them. And uh, if Bill Wilson came to your church, because the, the repair ministry is so expensive, it'll cost you 20 grand for every meeting that he does. That's what he charges, $20,000. Not because he wants to get rich, but because that's what it costs. But it's better to have repair, prepare rather than repair. You get me, you know, you get me cheap. It's just 10 I just need 10 grand, that's all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But you understand what I'm saying, that, that if we invest in our children and really, really train them up, not just train them to obey us, but train them up to hear God and to, to know God and not just be church-wise kids who know how to give the right answers to the questions because we can train our children in religion to give the right answers to the questions just to keep the teachers and the parents off their back. And then after they see their friends, they're completely different. So they've got to get it in their spirits and that's the most important thing. And then they will not go. See, that's why the Bible says in Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go, not the way he wants to go necessarily, or the way our you know, the decadent culture thinks he should go, but the way he should go, which is God's way. And then when he is old, that means not when he was an old man with a white beard, but when he is old enough to make his own decisions and, and he's now an adult, he can leave home, he will not depart from it. So God says, if you play your part, I'll play my part. You train them up my way and I'll see to it that they'll be kept and they won't go off they won't have to be repaired and I believe that, that we should believe that for all our children today because the stakes are so high Amen how many of you have not met me before anybody here to this morning who's not met me before Okay, there's a few where have you been what you been doing how come you haven't met me before where have you been hiding <laughs> I thought everybody knew me by now <laughs> Well, um, I want to ask another question. Uh, when I was here uh, last time I spoke, um, I did a men's meeting. How many of you remember me being, uh, doing a men's meeting here? How many of you attended the men's meeting? Okay, what did I speak about? <laughs> okay, I, I talked about children a lot. Okay, about the parents' responsibility. All right, okay. I'm going to share a little <coughs> thing with you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I want you, if you, if you would, um, give you a little bit of revelation of the body. And uh, I'd like you to turn with me to uh, Ephesians chapter 1, if you would, please. This won't take too long. Now, I was saying yesterday, I mentioned that the church, you remember last night I was saying the church is an army? 
there are a lot of descriptions of the church the church being the, the bride and the church being because there's some controversy about that or controversy about that but anyway we won't get into that but the church being the bride uh, the church being um, a building the church being an army the church being a family and then there is the church being a body a body and I want to just talk about the body of Christ this morning just for 15 minutes or so or you know won't be too long hopefully because I say all, all preachers lie they preach the everlasting gospel um, anyway let's let's start with um, verse 22 of Ephesians 1 starting at verse 22 and he in my uh, New King James Bible he is uh, capitalized or at least the H is it's funny today people say H and I don't know why because um, we were always told at school when I was a kid that H was wrong grammar you have to say H even though it's a huh you say H anyway he that's God put all things under his that's capitalized his feet and if I understand that right it means that God has put all things under Christ's feet and gave him that's Christ to be the head over the, all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all now I want to give you a little bit of revelation here how many of you know that every person in this world needs Jesus that without him we are hopelessly lost we can be nice people we can be moral people we can be this and that but without Christ Christ is the saviour not just of us but of the whole world he is the saviour of the whole world is that right? he died for the sins of the world ok so without him we are nothing and then when we become a Christian we are joined to him we need him but have you ever considered that as much as we need him he needs us the bridegroom needs a bride a head needs a body if your head was chopped off your body would have a problem is that right? if you lost your head your body would have a problem but also your head would have a problem too because the body and the head have to be united and joined together now I never, never realized this until many years later that suddenly it was, it was a fantastic revelation that although I needed Christ, he needed me. In the economy of God, God does not operate really unless he operates through his body. That's the, that's the plan. So I want to tell you this morning that every one of you here this morning are very important to God don't think I'm just an old sinner saved by grace that God sort of scooped you up out the muck and saved you because he, he, you know, he didn't want you to go to hell that is true but it's much much more than that Christ is looking for his body the, the bridegroom is looking for the bride and we're part of that so every one of us is vitally important now if our young people understand that they will not go out in the world looking for uh, acceptance with the wrong people they already know that they're accepted in the, in the beloved they will not have an identity crisis 
and you know girls will tattoo themselves or they'll, they'll pierce their bodies or they'll, they'll go and do drugs and get involved in all kinds of sexual just to keep, to keep popular with, with the wrong crowd they won't need it because they know who they belong to you see royalty and we're called to be royalty we don't play in the mud and the dirt with the others we can go there and rescue them but we're not going to play in the pig pen with those that don't know the Lord we are a royal priesthood a peculiar and special people we are special we are VIPs we are the sons and daughters of the mighty king but we're also hallelujah we are part of the body and Jesus is incomplete without us see listen which is the body the fullness of him which fills all in all it's, it's not complete without us he needs us Jesus himself cannot do all that he wanted to do until he is, he's, the body is complete in him alright let's go to Ephesians 4 and, uh, and look at this this is kind of interesting um, verse 12 no, not sorry, verse, uh, first ele- verse 11, Ephesians 4.11 And he himself, here we go again, God, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. Now, just... I mentioned this I think sometime I don't know if it was yesterday or sometime but th- this is known th- the fivefold ministry gifts were not a bunch of guys or girls or whatever to become superstars they were it, God gave them to the body of Christ to equip the saints and you have the apostle which is the hand ministry which is the thumb because the thumb wraps itself around all the fingers you have the prophet which is the finger that points so that points out the direction where the church should be going and points out the problems the church has That's the, that, so they, those are the two foundationals the apostolic and the prophetic are the foundation for the church the, the, the finger that reaches out the longest is the evangelist he reaches out to the lost the finger that has the ring which is the shepherd in the pastoral ministry which is to, to shepherd, the, shepherd the flock and then the little finger that you use to scratch your, your ear this is the one, this is the detail one he gets into the nooks and crannies so he is the, the line upon line, precept upon precept so they've got the fivefold ministry gifts apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher which is the hand ministry and God has put them in the body to equip the saints that you guys, all of us including the little saints that we should begin to build up the body of Christ till we all come into the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine and trickery of men in the cunning craftiness by deceitful plotting we don't have time to go into all that but speaking the truth in love remember that whenever you want to tell someone the truth you have to do it in love otherwise keep your mouth shut you need the love of Christ I remember hearing one <coughs> well known uh, on television one time what one well known uh, preacher guy uh, he was a fundamentalist and you know he was he was talking about if people don't 
if people don't accept Jesus Christ they're going to burn in hell they're going to burn in hell and he was salivering over it he was loving it do you know what I mean he was enjoying the thought of them burning in hell and I mean it was, it was gross because I was thinking we should be weeping you know not, not, not sort of grinding our teeth and saying yeah and they're going to get their deserve they're going to burn in hell I mean that, that, that no wonder people get put off you know? so speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him so if there's any growing this morning if you're going to grow in the, in, the, in the Christian life you can't grow out of him you have to grow into him it's growing see you, you can't be disconnected you've got to be connected to the body unto him who is the head Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by every joints, by what every joint supplies according to the effective work in which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying or building of itself in love so again it's talking about the body and the body parts all being knitted and joined together so that it functions like it should and one more scripture I want to just share and then I'll give you a little bit more revelation on that and that is found in Colossians 2 it's basically saying pretty much the same thing as I've just said where it says, uh, let no, this is in verse 18 of Colossians 2, let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in the humility and worship of angels. Kathy talked about that uh, last, yesterday. Intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows with the increase that is from God so the church's business is not to preach itself but to preach Christ the church's business is not to lift up its programs its building its anointed giftings and its pastors and its success but it's to lift up Christ the apostle Paul says I preach Christ crucified it, it see let's take the human body for example my body is under my head the head is on top of the body so Christ is the head of the body and my body obeys my head the brain is in the head the eyes are in the head the mouth is in the head the ears are in the head everything actually relates from the head and the body just obeys the head now a normal person who is healthy will not be spastic will not try to do one thing and can't do another if everything is healthy the body follows the head also if, if you well let me get, I've got to be careful here because we've got children here but how many of you know that there's nothing wrong with the human body if it's healthy how many of you know that the human body can be a beautiful thing how many of you know that you can see a painting or a sculpture of a human body without clothes and it can be a beautiful thing there's nothing wrong in a sense with a naked body it can be a beautiful thing but it also can be pornographic if certain body parts are, are emphasised then it can become pornographic but if the head is emphasized 
then it all flows together. And you see, there are churches today that call that call, that, that that actually are guilty of spiritual pornography because they they spend their time zeroing in on the body what the body is doing rather than what the head is doing we've got to be so careful that we don't fall into that trap of spiritual pornography looking at men looking at ministries looking at buildings looking at success looking at TV televangelists and all that kind of thing because Christ is the one that we should be looking at number one you see now in my physical body I mean you know again in the physical body you don't walk around with your butt stuck up in the air that would be gross you walk straight up with your head up in the air you get, you get in the picture now ok so you, you see what I'm saying alright so there we are there's the difference between <laughs> now the head the eyes are in the head let's take the, the eyes are in the head so when I need to go somewhere um, my, my brain in my body says ok start walking now if I said ah why not? I can't see. My feet can't see where they're going. There are no eyes in my toes. And my feet could say, Oh no, I, ain't go- I might bump into something. I might stub my toe. I'm not going anywhere. But my feet obey my head because my feet trust the head to do the seeing for the feet. So, my feet don't have to worry. I can turn around. I can jump. I mean, it's not just automatically done from my feet. There is a signal that comes down through my nervous system to stop, go back. It's coming from my brain, which is in the head. We walk by faith and not by sight. Anybody been walking by sight lately? See, the beauty is this, that Christ does the seeing for the body. He can see in the dark he can see around corners and he can see in the future we can't in the natural we don't know a thing we're totally duh so when we're connected to the head and we live by faith God we can begin to walk in ways that we never thought possible we can begin to see in ways that we never thought possible because it's all done in the head which is Christ he does the seeing for the body take the mouth we don't speak for God we're not here to speak for God we really want God to speak through us so shall my word be that go forth out of my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in the things where I sent it God confirmed his word with signs following now there are many churches today that what they say we're preaching the word but they're not really preaching the word they're preaching, they're preaching stuff which is, which is orthodox and is correct. I used to go to, a, to churches many years ago where every Sunday night they would have a gospel service and they would preach the message of salvation regardless of whether the people were saved or not. 99% of the people there, probably 100%, had the gospel coming out of their ears. They knew the plan of salvation. For years they'd heard it. 
but you see every Sunday night they would have a gospel service in the hope that someone might come through the doors under the shadow of the gospel well you know God doesn't waste time like that if they were led by the spirit of God and they allowed the, the, the Lord to speak through them God would give the word that was needed for that particular group of people at that particular time rather than sitting there going Amen, Amen yeah the dirty sinners thinking they're going to go to hell Amen, preach it, preach it, preach it pastor that's how it used to be do you understand what I'm saying? it was true but it wasn't the truth it was orthodox but it wasn't what God was saying God doesn't repeat the same old stuff over and over again it was dead letters the letter killeth but the spirit give life when God speaks things happen so that's why the mouth is in the head if any man speak let him speak as the oracles of God see you can get up and preach something which is totally orthodox, totally biblical and totally scriptural and is as dead as old boots and God's not even saying it. Oh, God, you, I can't believe that. It's true. It's true. It's just words. But it's, the, it's, it's, it's correct. Yeah, sure it's correct. I mean, how many people have you met? I, I've met people that are absolutely right on, dead, dead correct. And I, I don't even know if they're saved. It's religious demons talking out of them. Don't you think the devil knows how to quote the Bible? Come on, those old religious spirits will bind you up. And we we had a guy in our church one time, and he was a brethren guy, and he knew the scriptures backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and forwards and backwards. And uh, and he got filled with the Holy Ghost. We tried to get him filled with the Holy Ghost, and um, we realized he had a religious demon. So we cast the religious demon out of him. Do you know what? He went completely away from the Lord. Never went back to the Lord. He never was saved. It was a religious demon that had kept him in the religious realm. But once we cast that religious demon out, that was it. He was gone. Never came to the Lord. And he, he knew he'd been raised as a young boy. He knew all the scriptures. And See, there are kids, there are people today in churches. They're not controlled by the Spirit of God. They're controlled by religious, dead religious demons and they know all the scriptures and they know all the traditions but they don't know the Lord so the mouth is in the head the ears are in the head you haven't got ears in your elbows hello you can't, I mean come on we've got to hear the voice of God see, you can't just be a fighting fundamentalist you've got to listen to the voice of the Spirit today you've got to listen to the voice of the Lord you've got to listen to those angels you've got to hear he that have ears to hear Jesus said let him hear seems strange, you know everybody's got ears to hear what was he saying? hearing they don't hear and seeing they don't see well, how can you hear when you don't hear? I I used to hear things, you know. Uh, 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 I mean, this is the this is the difference between information and revelation. You can hear, and yet it doesn't gel. You hear it, you say it, you repeat it, but you don't get the revelation on it because when it gets revealed to you, then it gives you an impartation that will result in a transformation. So we need those anointed ears to hear, right? Okay, how am I going? Am I, oh, I've got about five more minutes. All right, 
should be through um, so the, the eyes are in the head the, the mouth is in the head the ears are in the head the nose is in the head because you know you can smell the presence of the Lord you can smell demons if you're, if you're anointed of God and then I don't have much time going there and then we have the brain is in the head now that's a wonderful thing because you see Jesus is the head of the church so he has to do the worrying if you do the worrying you end up with a stomach ulcer hello you're not responsible for the success of this church he is he is all you've got to do is listen to him and let him do what he wants and you can relax so pastors don't collapse with heart attacks and, and, and all these problems with their stomach and you know that kind of thing see casting all your care upon him for he cares for you the government is upon his shoulders not on yours well I've got all these burdens for my church and I'm worried about this and that give up forget it let's enjoy <laughs> alright now let me just give you a couple of little scenarios before we finish imagine how many of you ever got up in the morning no not got up got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and you stumped your little toe on the bedpost anybody ever done that ok you know what in the dark Ow. and you stump your little toe and the little toe shouts out goes to the shouts out to the bed help the signal goes to the head and the head says left hand minister to right toe that's called body ministry one member ministering to the other what do you would think would happen if you got up in the middle of the night and stumped your little toe and your little toe said help <laughs> and and the brain said, the head said, right hand minister to the left toe and said, uh-uh, I'm not going to minister that stupid old toe. It's always doing that. Let the left hand minister it this time. I'm tired of ministering that dumb toe. <laughs> he wouldn't say that, would it? Why make such fuss over a little toe? Just a little old toe. I'll tell you why, because it's your toe, right? I mean, you know, you'll get mama to give it a boo-boo kissy or you get the, the elders to come anoint it with oil. Pray over your little old toe, right? Because it's important to you. So there we go. So every part is is important. Now, what would you do if your kid went down to the to your workshop or your woodshed or and got a hammer out and put one hand on the on the desk and got a hammer and started hammering, bang, bang bang his other hand what would you do you'd be really concerned wouldn't you yeah we get that in the church a lot one member attacking another member hello one body part attacking the other body part see it's self destruction and the Satan knows that if he can if he can get the church to fall apart inside see we are in a battle and Satan wants to destroy the body unity in the body see there's, there's, there's two things that we, have. we need unity in the local in a local fellowship and we need unity in a city between the churches until we get that we can't pull down those demonic strongholds so it's all to do with the head Not, you see when we have our own programs our own vision and our own, our own agenda 
then the churches will always be in competition with each other and there will always be this sort of infighting and so on. But when we let Jesus be Lord and have him as lift him up, see, we lift up. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. All we've got to do is lift up Christ and he will draw the people. He will bring them in. See? So there we go. One other thing. What would you do if, if a man came into this church this morning and he had a 25 foot long arm and he's dragging it in like this. Great big long arm. Or someone else came in and he had two eyes here and eyes on his nose, eyes on all his knuckles and he turned around and he had two eyes back here. What would you think about it? Would that be gross? Yeah, that's, that's one man ministry. The difference between one man ministry and body ministry, you see. There's so many churches today that they say, oh yes, equipping the saints, body ministry. But it's all centered around one man who does it all. And the, the saints, you know, the church, in many, not this church, but there are many churches, I find this, that the majority or the large, large amount of churches in America is where people come to learn but never allowed to graduate. They keep them, spoon feed them every week because the pastor doesn't want them to go anywhere else. They, they're just enough to make you come back next Sunday to get a bit more, but not too much in case you get too independent. But you see, what we should be doing is equipping them, sending them out, releasing them for the ministry, and then God will bring more in. It's not, a, it's not trying to get a bigger and bigger, bigger pond. It's a flow, in and out, in and out, in and out. See, that's the way it is. It's a river. Hallelujah. So you get that? You see it? All right. So anyway, we're just about through, so I don't have any more time, but I just wanted to give you that little revelation this morning to encourage you that Christ is the head of his body and if we let him direct us, then we're going to have great success. Just before, um, just want to mention for those of you, just some of the materials that we have here, and I'm going to go through them very fast, so... Uh, just hang in there just a couple more minutes um, this is not written by me but Kathy had mentioned it 10 lies ok thank you 10 lies the church tells women this is uh, you'd be amazed how this book is really a, a tremendous revelation because in history women were, were, were really told were taught by many of the famous preachers back in the early days that women were evil because of Eve deceiving Adam and they should never be allowed to have any kind of authority or anything and women should be submitted to their husbands and just wear hats and take, take care of the family and that's their ministry and it's, it's the ten lies women should be released they have many giftings and abilities in the church if women can do the things that, 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 that God wants them to do the church would be much better off today and also there's no male or female in the spirit but this is an excellent book so if you want to understand those things uh, this is about revival with children back in the John Wesley's revival with children the things that we've seen it's, a, it's amazing little accounts die witness accounts actually it's a diary really of John Wesley amazing back in the 1700s and children went to heaven and hell and saw things and all kinds of miracles and amazing things happen That's a, even the kids like to read that book Children of Flame in fact this was the most imp the, the book at Brownsville that, that book sold more than all the other books on kids was that one it was the most popular book 
uh, and John and I would put it together. John Wesley and I we put the book uh, together. I mentioned this yesterday: the anointing about the anointing and you how how to stay in the anointing, how to pass the anointing on, and how to understand what revival is so it can continue. That's a real classic. It's an excellent book, and uh, it'll be a real benefit to you. This little booklet, Radical Living in a Godless Society. We live in a godless society today, and this will give you a revelation on what we need to do with our children so they can live radically for Christ. People get scared of the word radical, um, but they really do. This one, this is a DVD that we got from England, and I wanted to send this to, to President Bush when I saw it. It's an amazing DVD. It's in three parts quite expensive because that's what the price of England that they wanted they, we have to charge but it's uh, the Tower of Babel is actually been reproduced in, in, in Strasbourg in Europe and it is the European Parliament building that cost over two billion pounds to build and they've got it there you can see it's unfinished and they say many nations one voice they believe it's the, it's the completion of the Tower of Babel and then there's three parts. There's the other one is where you, the woman's riding the beast, Europa, and it's the it's the crescent the crescent horn, which is the Muslim faith. That you know they they say that England could become the first Muslim nation in a very short period of time. Uh, that people in in Holland are leaving in droves now. They're emigrating to other countries because the Muslims have taken over. This is an eye opener. You really need to understand that. And then the, in Berlin is Pergamon, which was in the in the um, you know where they sacrificed the Christians in the museum there they had the literal gates they dug it up, the Kaiser dug it up and put it in the museum there where they sacrificed the Christians on the altars and they have sna- the big things all the snake gods and everything that was all, all there in the Berlin Museum and he ties all these together with the book of Daniel and explains what's going on it's an eye opener and it's a great thing for America because Americans tend to think they only know what's going on in the States and they don't understand what's going on in, other, in Europe but what goes on in Europe will happen here if we don't keep our eyes open Kids in Combat uh, the first book that I wrote Training Children and Youth to be Powerful for God it's an excellent book and if you've not got it it's, it's a great, great book for, for parents and teachers and also for the youth to read and this uh, this is an actual movie and I just feel that I'd like to have this offered because I've seen it about six times and it's got uh, Gregory Preck, Christopher Plummer, Sir John Gilgold. It's a true story. It's called The Scarlet and the Black that happened during the World War II in Italy where this priest hid loads and loads of, of prisoners from the, from the Gestapo. And, it's a fa- it's a, and I just want to tell Sharon that take five, this is 20, but let it go for 15 if anybody wants it, Sharon. Because I think, you know, you'll love this and your kids will love it. It's very exciting and very funny. Okay? All right, thank you. Uh, Kathy's going to be here later, but I appreciate it. Father, I thank you. The opportunity of, of praying this morning, I pray, Lord, that you would just, the words that we've heard this morning will not just be words that go in one ear out the other, Lord, but I pray that they'll drop into our spirits and we'll begin to get more revelation on how we are part of the body of Christ and Jesus is our head and we lift him up that he becomes Lord of all. In Jesus' name, amen.